0: You're listening to audio from Community Bible Church in Savannah, Georgia. For more information, go to cbcsavannah.com. Father, you have told us that we are to be a praying people, and it's just encouraging to hear your people praying, all of us. Um, We do ask that you just move mightily in the hearts of our high school students and our middle school students. Protect them uh, physically, but Lord, just more importantly, draw them to yourself. And as Talava really teaches how important community is in relationships with other believers, just let them grasp that so that when they go off to school, they're looking for other folks that, that love you and that will encourage them, that they'll find their spouse in that context maybe, that, that, uh, that you would just, just be guiding their steps in such a critical point in their life. I pray for our time and your word here as we continue to just talk about what have you called us to. Um, I ask for your help because certainly I am uh, the chief sinner in this church. And so I need your grace to speak to your people so that your church is built up. Lord Jesus, you care more about this church and, and all your churches than anyone. And so please, despite the fact that we fail and, and uh, lose sight of what's important and even get way too upset about sports or jobs or other things, uh, that you would still build your church. Um, that you would still uh, delight in your people and help us to delight in you. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thanks. You guys can have a seat. Just a couple other quick little things um, that are important for us. Number one, we, uh, for some of you know that we, there was a fire in the neighborhood a couple weeks ago, a family that we know, and uh, they lost pretty much everything. And so we're asking the church that if you have the ability to, to provide, they need clothes, um, especially warm clothes, uh, canned goods, things like toilet paper, just simple things um, that if you would be willing to just kind of be a part of that. Or is Tony, are you in here? Tony's not in here right now. I don't think he's, he's coming to his next service. Just contact Tony Scott. He is uh, the director of CBC Neighbors and say, hey, what do you need? Or uh, we have a couch or, or, you know, I don't know all the specific needs. He's still trying to assess that. But we, we want to bless that family. We know them. Uh, and so we want to be, you know, be there for them. So that's, that's a big thing for us. Uh, we're going to have... One of the things we're going to start doing uh, in the new year is we're going to start having more family meetings. So we're going to have at least a couple a year. We're going to have our first kind of family meeting in two weeks, uh, Sunday evening. It's the last Sunday in, in January, so I wanted to put that on your calendar. Uh, just want to be able to communicate what's going on um, and so that you guys know and so you can ask questions. Or, but that's going to come in two Sundays from today, uh, so we, and we'll make that announcement next week. And then the third thing is this. We've been praying for a while as, as some of the elders about needing more elders. Um, and we, we need several uh, more good elders in the room, and so we want you guys as a body, if you're a member here, and you, not that n- nominate is a bad word, but if you have a men that you're like, this guy would be a great elder, we want you to tell us. Uh, and then, so just whether it's a connect card where you just like, hey, Joe Smith is a great dude put his name on the connect card, and then we will start pursuing those guys and praying with those guys and seeing if God is calling in the office of elders. So we want to add several new elders, uh, lay elders, to that room uh, pretty soon. We're going to be teaching through 1 Timothy. And so if you are like, what is an elder? Read Titus chapter 1, read 1 Timothy 3. These are the qualifications that God uh, has for elders. Um, and so read that. And if you're, you know there's men that are in this body that are doing that, that have meet those qualifications, we want to know. And we want you to tell us. Uh, this is your church And so these, uh, we just want, we want that feedback from you guys So please do that in the next week or so uh, You can call us, email us, talk to me, whatever Talk to any of you guys on staff So, Alright, so last week we talked about resetting And we looked at a passage in Revelation uh, in a church uh, And it's funny because all, all y'all are saying all these funny things to me Yeah, we reset at home and we, somebody reset the copier this week And we got all these resets um, Here's the thing about reset So we hit the reset button We talked about code. here's the things we do good Here's the things we're not doing so good And so let's start again But, but if there's no direction from there If we just kind of hit the reset And we're like okay what now Well then we're going to end up right back where we started from So, so wh- after you hit reset now What are we doing What are we aiming at Like if you're resetting your In the new year for a new diet You're like okay we're going to start doing better with eating And then you're like okay what are we going to do now there's no direction, and that's no good If, you, if you're like, I'm going to get in shape We're going to get fit But yet, there's, you're just kind of like, yeah, well we're just here or Eating nachos still um, th- There's no direction then, then the reset is useless uh, How do you know what you're aiming at And if you, how do you know if you get there If you don't know what you're aiming at And so there's all these questions And so here's, here's my goal today I have a very, very big goal for you guys uh, And I'm confident you can do it Right? My goal is that by the end of this morning, that if you are sitting across uh, the table from someone or you're at home or you're, you know, just talking with someone and ask you, what is CBC about? What are y'all doing? Where are you going? And this, this, I'm using the language of, of our college pastor, Steg Wheeler, so I'm going to give him props because this is his idea. If you, that you could take a napkin out and you could write on a napkin very simply, this is what we're about. Alright, this is what we do, this is the part I play, this is how it gets done Because look, if we have no clue, if you're like, I don't know, I just show up to church and I sing and it's loud and I get, drink good coffee Well then, you fail, okay, and we fail So we want you to be able to pass the napkin test, every single one of us, if this is your church, right uh, and, and we want these things that we're going to talk about to be just so clear and obvious that this is what we bleed for. Just like some of you, it's so obvious. This week, you bleed, and I'm not—I'm not I'm, I'm knocking you. You bleed Georgia football, all right? Tuesday morning, you're depressed. Your hair is all disheveled. Your Facebook is nasty. You know, you hate Nick Saban. You're praying curses on his head. All these things, right? You it—you—it's obvious to everybody that you are a Georgia fan. That they would be obvious what we are about. It's very, very clear. All right, that is my goal. All right, and, and when you really when you get back to 35,000 feet, y'all, and you kind of look at this thing from, from big picture, it is not complex. It's very simple. It's, it's not easy. So, when you hear me say simple, sometimes you people think it's easy. No, it's not easy, but it is very simple what God has called us to do and be. So, I want you to write down three words. If you have your napkin, pull it out. If you don't, your phone, wherever, your notes, whatever Here's three words, and again, if you get nothing else I want you to get these three words and what they mean to us Ready? Here they are Gather, grow, go Alright, you can write those three down Gather, grow, go They all begin with G If you're a Baptist, you're in heaven right now Alright, okay so, so, Everyone say this with me Gather, grow, go Ready? Gather, grow, go Alright, again Gather, grow, those are your three key words When someone says, what do you guys do over there at CBC? Ha ha ha, give me my napkin Gather, go, go You can write those three things down all right? Now, what do those mean? That's the key, you've got to understand that This is the process that we are kind of working our way through And I'm going to do something different for you guys that I want you to do If I'm going to start with the last word, go Now, if you're explaining this to someone at Applebee's First of all, choose a better restaurant Second of all <laughs> don't start with go But I want to start with go with you Because you got to know where we're going What we're aiming at So we know what the process is to get there Right? So you guys start with the gather if you're explaining it But we're going to start with the go And here, here let me explain why Okay, so let's just say after, after church today You got invited to some dude's house And he lives in Guyton And you're like everyone else You've never been to Guyton And you have no clue where it is If you're from Guyton Don't email me <laughs> Alright? But but so so what do you do? You take out this little phone, and what do you do? You type in guyton. And this is what you're gonna get. Right? And you're gonna say, wow, there really is nothing in guyton. No wonder I've never been there. Right? But now you know where it is. But just because you know where it is, doesn't mean you're on the way. What do you have to do? You have to hit that little button right there that says directions. And once you hit that, you get this. Now I know how to get to Guyton. In fact, i got three options. I can go through Port Wentworth. I can go through this back road that no one rides ever. And then I can go up to Elledge Bell or whatever this is right here and, and make a right. And, and I'll get there. Right? Now you have directions. Right? But you still aren't done, right? Because then you got to hit this one little button. It's usually red, but it's black up there. I don't know why. And when you hit that, it says, here's how you get there. Start on Sanders. mega right. Get to that evil Duran, mega right. And then you just go until you see cows, okay, and you're halfway to Guyton. Okay, Guyton is the go, right? You got to know where you're going before you can get directions. For us, the go is the vision of who we want to be. And what do we want to do? We talked about it last week. We want to be the church. We don't want to do church. We want to be Jesus' church, right? That's, that's who we want. That's what we're shooting at. That's, that's the end game. That's Guyton. Type it in on your phone. Be the church, not do the church. Now, if we're going to do that, the process, those directions is, is step one and two. We're going to gather so that we grow so that we can be the church. See how that works. But you got to start with what you're looking at. And we want to be a people, you're going to hear me say this ad nauseum because I want us to bleed it that we're not doing church, we are being the church, right? We're being the church. And the end location for the church is not 1112 East 69th Street. That may be where this building is located, but out there is the goal. This is just a little stop on the way, right? So we're going to gather, we're going to grow. And then we're going to go. So let's talk about that first word then. Let's talk about that word gather. Um, when you look at Acts 2, this is kind of a, a, a key passage for us in the, in the New Testament, of uh, the beginning of the church. What they're doing, we're taking not this as a only prescriptive of this is what they did, but it's actually, uh, I mean descriptive, but it's actually prescriptive. This is what we should be doing. Let me just read Acts 2 Verse 42 through 46 for you. And just listen to, this is the first snapshot of the early church. The the, the way it happened is Peter preaches a sermon, 3,000 people get saved. Boom, they have mega church in Jerusalem, and they're like, okay, now what? This is the now what? Verse 42. And they, that is the church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done Those who were being saved. So so it starts out that the the church was devoting themselves. Notice it's not the, the leadership. It's not the apostles. It's not the pastors. That the people were devoting themselves to two things specifically. The apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. And then the fellowship is described as breaking of bread and prayers. But there's two major major components of what they are doing when they get together. Number one, the teaching of the apostles. Remember, these guys have been with Jesus for three years. He's taught them everything that they needed to know. And then they are now teaching the people. And then they would later write these things down in what we call the New Testament. Right? But the first thing they're committing to is, is hearing what Jesus says they need to do, they need to be. And the second thing is to the fellowship. The Greek word koinonia, it means to share, to have in common. It's used of business partnerships. It's deeper than hanging out. It is a commitment to doing life together. Right? That, that's the idea. And here, here's what I want you to see. All right, this is what gather is about. This is what we do when we gather. If we are going to end up being the church, then when we gather, we need both of these two things. We need truth, and we need community. We need the apostles' teaching, and we need each other, right? We need to hear what Jesus says, and then we need a place to live it out and do it, and to help each other, and to care for each other, and to encourage. Because what usually happens in a church like ours, and a church in the South, is we're real heavy on one. We're real heavy on teaching. We need truth. We need sermons. We need classes. We need this. We need that. And we're real light on community. And I would argue that if you have one and not the other, then you cannot do what Jesus says for you to do. In fact, I would put the Scripture and the body of Christ both as the two two aspects, the two things which God uses to change people because both are sourced in the Holy Spirit. The Scripture comes from the Holy Spirit. The church is birthed in the Holy Spirit. Both Holy Spirit-empowered things used to change and transform us, to help us to be the church. And we need each other. We need each other. So Paul is going to say later in Ephesians that Jesus gave some of his apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers all sorts of gifts. He gives to the church. What is the reason? To equip the saints. That's you. You're like, I ain't a saint. I hear you. Neither am I. But we are in Christ. He says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. All right? I love this word equip. It's only used one word in all the New, one time in all the New Testament. But if you look at the literature of the day, it's used over 40 times in a manual for basically what we would call an orthopedic surgeon. A person who takes a broken bone and fixes it. A person that takes a a dislocated shoulder and kind of puts it back in joint so that it is ready to be used again. That's the word that that Paul uses here. That God gives gifts to people and people equip. They get people ready to do something. What? Ministry. Ministry. The building up of the body of Christ. That is, in my words, being the church. Jesus gives gifts. People use gifts to equip. People equip to do ministry, which is being the church. It's it's super simple, right? You're prepared. ...to do something, not just to know something. That's why I love the word equip. He doesn't say just to, so that they learn. That, that we are to equip so that you will do something. Jesus in his great commission says, go and make disciples. Baptizing, teaching them to what? Observe. Teaching them to do something. Teaching them to follow me. Not just teaching them to sit and learn and taking a bunch of information... Teaching to do something. This is why our mission statement says we equip you to follow Jesus. Following is doing something. It's not, just, it's not just facts. And so when we think gather, okay, this is what I want you to think. Okay, one idea. When we gather, we equip. And that is a loaded term, okay? It's more than just teaching. But, but when we gather, I want you to think. When the church formally gathers, or maybe even informally, the goal should be to equip to, to equip through the Word and through community. Every one of our ministries is going to try to equip through the Word and, and through uh, community. So on a Sunday morning, we're going to be heavy Word, right? We're going to study studying First Timothy next week. So we're going to teach the Word. But there's a community aspect, too, because we told you before that your singing is a way that you're singing and encouraging people to sing and to rem- remind of the truth of God. And we're gonna, you're going to be serving with other people. And you're going to be meeting other people and bouncing out. So there's, there's equipping through the Word. There's equipping through community. When Talavo gets these high school students up in the cold of J, they're doing some teaching. You know what they're doing a ton of? Relationship building. They're playing silly games, throwing, you know, water bottles of whatever at each other and eating crazy food and having a tacky prom. Right? And we love it. Because it's not just teach, teach, teach. It's teach and relationships. So that's what RJ's doing with the middle school students next week. That's what the college students do. They hang out and then they do some teaching. And they hang out and they do some teaching. And they drink coffee together and they, they build each other up. That's what next, our, our young adults' ministry. They go do this one night and then they go to some teaching one night. And there's a quipping aspect and then there's a, a community aspect, right? Our community groups are heavily relational. They're they're not just like, okay, let's open Ephesians together and and somebody's going to teach. They're highly relational. And there's walking alongside and encouraging and care and, and meeting needs and praying for and confessing sin. And all these are necessary. And that is when we, again, think gather. What do you think? Equip. Say that with me. When we think gather, we think equip. And you can write that in your little napkin. Right? All right. It's huge. When we do training... You saw these classes, they're very specific. Having a class on marriage. Is that an important issue? hmm Is prayer an important issue? Uh-huh. Is work an important issue? Uh-huh. Is missions? Right? These are these are the four areas where we're we're kind of kind of pressing in on this spring, in this winter semester. That's what we're talking about. Equipping to do something. Right? So when you think gather, this gathering or any gathering, think equip. Right? Think equip. And it's all of our job. Every single one of you, right? Verse, again, back in Acts, all who believed were together. All means all. There's no, the pastors did this and everyone else sat there and put the money in the box. They all believed and were all together. This deal only works if everyone is doing it. It's just the way it is, right? We are like, for those like me, child of the 80s, we are like the Wonder Twins, Remember the Wonder Twins? Wonder Twins were great. Boy, The brothers and sister, and they'd go, Wonder Twins power, activate, boom, and they'd have to touch. And as soon as the guy would touch the girl, he'd be like, form of a bucket of water. And boom, he'd be a bucket of water. And she'd be like a rhinoceros. And so if she was always an animal, he was some form of water, and the rhinoceros would pick up the water and throw out the fire. It was just weird, all right, quite honestly. But the only way that their powers worked is if they touched if they were separated, they couldn't change into water or ice or a rhinoceros. They had to touch. The way God has designed his church, the power is, is when we touch. The power is when we're, we're connected, when there's koinonia, when there's community, when there's fellowship. Right? And you, you are supposed to be part of the equipping process. If you are a member of this church, you are somehow involved in the equipping process, or you're supposed to be. All right? and you're, may, Maybe it's a greeter that you've helped people find seats. Maybe it's coffee, which is super essential on a Sunday morning like this. All right? So people stay awake. Maybe it's, it's CBC Kids where you are loving on three-year-olds and telling them just the simple stories of the gospel. All right? Maybe it's the sound booth who's making you be able to hear me. Or the prayer team who is just kind of undergirding the whole deal with prayer. You are supposed to be a part of that somehow. And that's what we've asked. If you're a member of this church that you be engaged with one of those, that that you would be, if if you can't do a Sunday morning thing, maybe you can do a Tuesday afternoon thing and and come with, with Tony and help feed the neighborhood kids and then love on the neighborhood kids and reach them with the gospel. You are called to do this. And if you're not, and you're a member of this church, you're being disobedient. Right? You're just kind of treating this like a cruise ship that you're like, yeah, I kind of like the, the music sometimes and I'll go to the buffet. We need everybody. I I can tell you right now, there's three ministry teams here. Prayer needs people on that team. CBC Kids, we could always use 100 more people. I mean, we we could use, you know, we have 250-something kids on a Sunday morning from zero to to fifth grade. Right? You are needed here. You are part of the equipping process. Right? You are part of the building up. God has called you to it. And you need to be engaged in it. Right? We need, if we're going to reach this neighborhood and, and catch a vision for that again, then, then folks need to show up and help with that and pray for that and love on people. Right? It is our our job. And what we've asked is for you not to do 10 things. I don't want you on seven teams. I want you on one. Just one. Serve one, ten. one. That's what we ask. Right? You're going to be here anyway with your kids. Serve one, ten. one. That's the way it works. When we gather, we equip. Right? So, what are our three words? Just to make sure you're awake, right? Three words. Ready? Go. And what's the point of gathering? Equip. All right, your napkin's got four words on it now. Right? You can remember four words. Second point: when we gather and when we equip, what's going to happen? There's going to be growth. All right. When the spirit's moving through the word, when the spirit's moving through people. There's going to be growth. And so, again, back to Paul, he says he gave apostles, prophets, teachers, shepherds, all these things to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to the building up of the body of Christ. And then he says, what? Until we attain the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature manhood. There's a growing up. Right? There's a growing up. And what we grow up into is the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ. We start looking more and more like Jesus. The more you grow in your faith, the more you are manifesting Jesus. And then you're not tossed to and fro by, by crazy doctrine. Human cunning, craftiness. He goes on. He says, Rather, we're speaking truth in love, and we grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, that's you, makes the body what? Grow. I mean, you can see the language mature, grow, grow. The idea is when we equip through community in the Bible, we will grow. And we will grow in what? Love, which is what we talked about last week, right? We want to grow. We're going to be more like Jesus, right? And, and w- we could spend weeks talking about what growth looks like. But a couple years ago, a couple of us got in a room and kind of came up with what we, just a target for, okay, what are we trying to grow into? What does it look like to be a mature believer? And so we came up with what you've heard are specs, the specs of a follower, right? S-P-E-C-S. Uh, the first one, and again, these are just a summary of what we see in the New Testament, and you can summarize even these with love God, love people. Remember the Ten Commandments? you got Ten Commandments. The first four are about loving God. The last six are about loving people. Specs is the same thing. First two are about loving God. Last three are about loving people. Right? And so the first one, S, is, is Scripture. That you are growing in your knowledge of Scripture. That you're understanding what Jesus says. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me. When, so when Jesus says, do this, you do this. Because you're a follower. You don't say, I don't believe that, I don't like that, I don't, whatever. You are growing in your knowledge of God through the Scripture. It's it's big, right? They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. And not just here. I'm going to teach 40, 45 minutes a Sunday. That's the only time you ever kind of hear from God. You're going to be weak. You need to carve out time for yourself. You're like, if if you needed that reset this year to kind of start reading the Scripture, we are going to spend the next 17 weeks in 1 Timothy. Read 1 Timothy Every day this week. It's only six chapters. It'll take you about 15 minutes. You read it slowly. Right? And there's some crazy things in there. You're going to be like, what does that mean? We'll get to it. I promise. But, hey, start reading it. Getting familiar with it. We're going to get a, give you a little booklet next week to tell you where we're going. Take notes. We want you to know what God is saying through his word. Start. Carve out 20 minutes. Put the Bible on phone and read it. You know, there's that dramatic one. You can be like, Moses walked down the mountain. I mean, whatever you need, you know? Do whatever works for you, right? You can even use the NIV if you want. I mean, come on. (laughs) Scripture. Okay, on my back wall it says SEPS with the, you know, it's backwards. Okay, good. I'm glad it's right up there. I was thinking, man, we can't even spell SPECs. We are lost. All right. (laughs) P is prayer that you are drawing near to God in prayer. I have, in the last month and a half, just so seen our, our need to pray as a church. And not just, I mean, I'm not just talking about Sunday morning. I can pray and we can pray. I mean, we as a people need to carve out time when we're praying. That your community groups, I pray that you guys as you meet, you're just spending some time in prayer. That, that whatever team you're on, I, you know, if you're, if you're working in CBC Kids, I, I hope that Saturday afternoon you're just starting to pray for those kids. And like, Lord, just help me to love on them well. Or if you're greeting that you would be able to be, I mean, you don't, there's nothing insignificant. That you would find that one person that feels super uncomfortable because you guys are weirdos and, you know, you're a scary group of people so that you could be that comforting person. Whatever. But that you're just, just constantly in a rhythm of talking to God. Exercising and talking to God on the treadmill, in the car, talking to God. We just need it. The enemy does not fear our specs or our plans or our anything, but he does flee our prayers. And so we need it. So there's our loving God and then our loving each other, EPS. and We're engaged with the culture, right? We're not hiding in our holy huddles that you are coaching baseball teams. And, I mean, where else are people going to see a, a, a good dad who, who's not obsessed with winning? I am obsessed with winning. I want to win. I'm not saying winning is bad. Win, win, win. But if you don't win, you still have a good attitude. If your shortstop makes an error, you're not lighting him up. He's nine. Right? Where else are they gonna see that? But the people of God. I mean, that you're on boards, whether it's you know, 503 whatever's or business or whatever, that where else are they gonna see godliness? A person that's not, that's not consumed with greed and that, that values family or, or that you're, you're, you're joining clubs at, at your college. Where else are they going to see a bunch of young people that are committed to sexual purity not getting loaded or turnt on the weekend? I know my lingo a little bit, right? right? Or, or someone that knows how to handle social media without sending crazy pictures. Where else are they going to see these things unless you're engaged with the culture? If you're willing to have lunch with a lost person and you're okay with them dropping a couple F-bombs and not like, oh, don't say that, I'm a Christian. Right? I'm not saying that you need to go out and do it yourself to be cool, but I'm just saying, we are called. Jesus said, go, not hide. If it was all about getting saved, Jesus, just take us right back to heaven. All right, you're saved now. Come to heaven with me. He has you engaged with the culture for the sake of the gospel. That's what we want to be, all of us. See, we're living in community. I mean, Jesus lived in community with his Father, with the Spirit, with his boys, the disciples, with with the Marys, with all these. He had relationships. He walked with them. They prayed for each other. They cared for each other. Right? We want you to do that. And so we provided community groups. It's not not all there is to community. It's just one way we can facilitate it for you guys. And we've put them in your neighborhoods as best we can. And it's filled with broken people who will annoy you if you, let, if you go and, and hang with them long enough. They will annoy you, I promise, because you annoy them. Right? You cannot live in true community and not be hurt and sometimes be annoyed. That is the point. Right? But that is the, us living out the gospel. So that, that Jesus, even though we rejected him, he comes to us. Right? And you need a place where you can share and be honest and open and say, this is where we're struggling. I'm telling you that is hard, especially for men. Especially men in the south. Right? Men in the south want to have everything together. And you need a place where you can go to a buddy. Maybe it's not your community group. Maybe it's three guys and say, I'm struggling as a dad. I'm struggling with my, with my wife. I'm, I, I, have, I have aimless in my job. I just, give me direction. I need, I'm telling you, I got teenagers. I don't know what I'm doing. I go to people, hey, what did you do with this? How did you handle this? Sports is tough with kids. What do you do? I need wisdom. I need someone speaking into my life. You need it. You got blind spots. You can't see uh, that you're, you're, you're arrogant over here or you're missing it over here. And you need someone that loves you enough and says, bro, you need to go home and be with your wife and get out of the office. Right? You, you need it. You were designed for it. If it's just about you and your quiet time, then Jesus doesn't need a church. He just needs a bunch of people with Bibles in their homes. And so we are committed to community. We're not committed to community groups, although we do groups. We're committed to community where it is facilitated in community groups. We want you living life with other Christians. And they can actually go to other churches. You're allowed to have community with other churches. You know that, right? The Presbyterians are good folks. The Baptists are good folks. You know, the the Charismatics are my favorite folks. It's okay to have community with other other believers that's the point we are a family and then the last s is is stewardship that you're just using your life knowing that you will give an account for it your money your time your treasure right And, and money is the easy one for a lot of us but it's more than just money you will give an account to the lord jesus one day for how you used his stuff so he just says hey so use it wisely right use your time wisely Right, use your your treasure wise, use your talents, you got gifts, you got abilities. And it's not just always don't always think CBC. Think outside the box. So you, you know, we got great ministries in this town. We got a bunch of people volunteering over at Thrive, which is the new pregnancy center, and, and 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 serving over there. Great use of ministry. People down at SCAD reaching out, people down at the with the refugees, people in the neighborhood. I mean, use your gifts for the kingdom. That's all we're looking for. People to do that. They're listening to God through the scripture, they're praying, they're engaged with the culture, they're living in community. They are stewarding. And y'all, this is right out of Acts 2. Did they listen to the scripture? Devoted to the apostles' teaching. Did they pray? Devoted to the prayers. Were they engaged with the culture? They're hanging out in the temple every day, people all over the place. Were they living in community? They're giving away houses. Were they stewarding? They're giving away houses. <laughs> this is, I, I, we didn't kind of pine the sky this, we took it right out of that. This is what they're doing. and This is the kind of church we want to be. This is what growth looks like. You're never going to master it. You're not going to, oh, I got the specs down. I'm like, yeah. But this is the areas. If you want to look back and say, okay, have I grown in the last year? This would be a great place to start. Have I grown in, in my, my love of the scriptures? Have I grown in my prayer life? Am, am, I, am I reaching, am I praying for anybody in, in my circle of friends for their salvation? Am I living in community, Really? How 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 am I doing with my time treasure time? These are great evaluators for where you are spiritually. They just really are, right? And you're like, well, I'm really weak on my engage right now. Oh, good. Then you hit the reset and let's let's start thinking about that. I haven't been in a community group in three years. I need to get back. All right, we're jumping back in. Yeah, I haven't really been giving or serving. Well, let's talk about the stewardship. It's just a great self evaluator for you to press on. All right. So what are our three words? All right, so the purpose of gathering is what? Equip. equip. Growing for us, and, you know, scripturally, and you could use free of the Spirit, love God, love people, whatever you else, but for us, our evaluator is our specs, all right? So you should have on your napkin four words, uh, five words, F- gather, go, go, equip, specs, and then the last one, obviously, is go, all right? Well, we talked about that. We be the church. And, and again, here, here's the logic here if a church is building each other up and equipping each other when they gather and a church is growing what's going to happen they're going to be being the church see we often think we have to make some formal like let's have a this or do this to reach people look when the church is growing and building each other they are naturally going to just be influential this is what the early church again let me just read this is the church that's unreally educated. They, they're very young. They don't have like membership classes and theological seminaries yet. But this is what's going on. They're devoted to teaching and to fellowship. To getting together. To just living out the gospel. Being the church. Here's the result. Day by day, attending the temple together. Breaking bread in their homes. They're just hanging out doing life, right? They receive their food with glad and generous hearts. Praising God and having favor with all the people. All the people is everybody. It's the city of Jerusalem. And look what happens. And the Lord added to their number. Who added to their number? Not Peter, not James, not Matthew, not John. Jesus adds to his church new people. Why? Because they were just being the church. Some of them were evangelists. Some of them were mercy. Some were generous. Some had great faith. Some were praying. All different perspectives, all different gifts, all different uniqueness. But Jesus adds to his church when the church is being the church. That's all that happens. That's all we want to be. Our dream is to send you out to Gulfstream and SCAD and Armstrong or Georgia Southern or whatever it is now. Or downtown or, you know, into your schools. Just being followers of Jesus. And there's something about that that when you are living, uh, living as the church and, and living on mission, people are going to notice. I have it happen all the time. So-and-so goes to your church. Yeah, I know so-and-so. Man, their life in the last three years is like, you, they are crazy different. Praise God. I had to come check it out and see what y'all are doing because this person, or this person's bringing their friend because they want them to to be part of this. It's just being the church. You don't have to do some crazy formal thing. Just be followers. And Jesus will move. Jesus will add. It's it's not complex. It's, It's not easy. Because when you live in community, it's very difficult. And when you repent of sin, it's sometimes hard. But it is simple. This is what we are going to be about. This is what, when we talked about last week, we said, what did, what did Jesus say to his church in Ephesus? He said, hey, remember where you fell, fallen from. Repent and redo. This is redo. Right? We're going to gather to do what? Your, that was, yeah, that was weak. We're going to gather to do what? We're going to grow into the specs. And then we're going to go and do what? Be the church. That fits on a napkin. You could even do circles if you want. I don't care, right? What are our three words? We're going to gather to do what? We're going to grow into what? And then we're going to go and do what? It's it's simple. Not easy, but that's what we are. And if you're, look, if you're visiting, you're off the hook, right? And if you've kind of been here two, three months, you're kind of checking us out, you're off the hook. You've been here two years, you ain't off the hook, right? This is what we're about. And let me say this as super loving and pastoral as I can. If you've been here for two years and you're not doing that, then please let me find you a new church, because we don't have space. And I ain't going to three services. Not going to three services. But we don't have space for people who don't want to be the church. That want to do church. I can find you a thousand churches that you can want to just go do, do church. We want to be it. And we need just a few. They only had 11. <laughs> and they, next week they're 3,000. And then they're 30,000. That's what we're about right? And, and we need you, and we want you to be part of it, All right? And we want you to want to be part of it. And if you're not, in here and you're not a Christian, man, so glad. Because we want you to see that we are a broken group of folks that mess up and get mad and yell, but yet we have a king who gave his life for us, who rose again, and he wants us to start being like him, he wants us to start loving each other and loving him. And we're in process. You're not going to find a perfect person in this room. You're not going to find a perfect church in this world. But you will find a perfect Jesus. A perfect Jesus who will one day, y'all, he will one day finish what he began. He will complete what he started. And let me just, let me just tell you, as, as tough as things get in the world... That the gates of hell will never prevail against the church of Jesus, ever. North Korea can't stop it. Islam can't stop it. Whatever cannot stop. Caesar couldn't stop it. The powers of hell cannot stop the, the church of Jesus Christ. And that's us. Isn't it awesome to be part of that? Should be, it's, you should be excited. All right, one more time, just to make sure you get it. What are our three words? Gather, grow, go. We gather for what? All right. We are growing into Sex. and we are going to be church. Amen, y'all. Stand up, let's sing, let's worship together. You would make us like your son. We first and foremost give you glory because you have opened our eyes to the gospel, you have called us to yourself. Build your church, Lord Jesus, and let us just be one small sliver of a sliver of a piece of the, of the universal body of Christ, which is across the world. But Lord, in this place, um, I ask for you to, to move, and I ask for those who are here to be built into the image of Jesus, that we would start manifesting those things which you, you make clear in the scripture a believer looks like, that we as a church would not just be a building at 1112 East 69th, but we would be a people in Savannah and beyond for your glory. I pray these things in the name of Christ our Savior. Amen.